Yo, what's up? It's your girl T, Father Long Legs. You know me, um, the High Priestess of T. Uh, I just made that up. I don't think that means anything. You might notice that I sound a little under the weather, um, so I don't know. This might be the last time you ever hear from me. Uh, wow, how sad if your last, um, the last time you hear from me is a podcast. Oh my gosh. I I just stopped there because as I was saying that, I realized that that's not a joke. Probably people listen to dead people's podcasts when they miss them. Is that too dark? Um, Look, I am quarantined, just like we all are. And things get dark when you spend a lot of time with yourself and your brain goes crazy. Okay, but that's why I have you guys, my confidants, to keep me sane. Look, I know it's not much, but... um, uh, on the Discord, I asked you if you wanted me to keep this podcast going, and I, I got to, um, I got responses from you, and you said yes. So, if you were a no, you probably aren't listening to this. So now that those no's are out of the way, um, I'm so happy that you're here with me through this quarantine. I really, really hope everybody's taking care of themselves. And to my point earlier, yes, I am sick. I don't know if it's coronavirus. I did look up if I was allowed to get a test and uh, LA County did say that I'm not because I'm not eligible because I'm not over 65 but don't worry I, I'm fine I mean if if it was any other circumstances I would just chalk it up to like a common cold and um, truly probably continue being out and about and that's bad so um, maybe it's a good thing that we're all learning from this maybe from now on when we're sick we should just never go outside again um no but i I, i'll just say that to let you guys know i'm fine do not worry about me um but yes i am definitely sick i did take a day off from work and yes my work is from home so that's how bad it was um i'm just trying to err on the side of caution and pretty much just slept all day just to get um just to get the rest my body needed okay who knows if it's COVID-19 or if it's stress or just anxiety or just sheer panic, but whatever it is, it's taken a toll on my body. So if if um, that's happening to me, I'm sure some of you guys are sick too, and I really hope you're doing okay. All right, I have a couple announcements. I do feel the need to make a few more announcements just because, well, I have no chance to talk to anybody really, so this is my only chance to talk to you. And also because this episode that you're about to hear was pre-recorded pre-pandemic so um so i just feel like in light of all that i'm gonna go through my announcements so you know i'm your shaman um you know that i'm with you so if you hear things in this episode where you're like wow that's really out of touch sounds like that sounds like they are not six feet apart from each other well you know what you'd be correct but hey signs of a earlier more nostalgic time okay if you missed the last episode for some reason, um, I did already say this, but I'll say it again. I All my live shows are canceled, obviously. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, if you're an archive historian 100 years from now. So if you're listening now in the present moment, 2020, um, you probably know all my live shows are canceled. Don't come see me live. I don't know if you even can. I think that most of the venues are closed and um, everything is closed and canceled forever. But don't despair. Um, Comedy always finds a way, mostly because we're needy and we always need to um, just, I don't know, we need the attention. And I think people, I think on the other side of comedians need attention, there's audience members who enjoy laughing, right? I'm just going to gander that that's that's the thing. So um, all that being said, um, 
I did start hosting a stand-up show all on Instagram Live. All of the comedians are from quarantine. None of us touch or look at each other in person, okay? Don't. Just get off my dick. I got yelled at on the internet for making a joke about picking up food from the Americana. And um, you know what? I think the sentiment from the my reply guy was right, but I still, I still yelled back. The sentiment was... You shouldn't be out and about, which I agree with. Uh, but I did make a joke, and I am not out and about. I just want to pick up food. Look, I'm not here defending myself. <laughs> I never defend my tweets. That's how crazy this is. Okay, I'm rambling. What was I saying? Comedy Quarantine. That's the name of the show. I host it along with my co-host, Babs Gray, very funny comedian in Los Angeles. You've heard her on the podcast before. Um, one of the OG guests, actually. Her confession was she loves slime videos. Um, yeah, if you're a confidant, you should comment <laughs> when you come to the show. She'll be like, what? How did you know that? Um, because you listen to this podcast. Anyways, we co-host this show Monday through Friday. We rotate, um, but you can watch it any day, even if I'm not the host. I do lurk in the audience. And by that, I mean comments. Um, and the lineups are all posted daily. We have a couple stand-up comedians on the show every day uh, doing time for you. They're so fun. It's really been a joy just to connect to people and, and just see faces that I love and hear from audience. Um, so we're going to keep doing that. At, ver at the very least this week, probably into next week, um, just because we don't know the outcome of this world, uh, we're just taking it day by day. But just follow that Instagram account. It's Instagram.com slash Comedy Quarantine, exactly how it's spelled. And you can see the lineups. The shows are free. We do um, tip the comedians because a lot of them need it. So if you are watching and you want, you can do that. But don't worry if you can't. It's totally free to watch. It's going to be live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You do the math, whatever time that means to you. And then it's visible for 24 hours after that on the account. But come in person. It's way more fun because the comedians talk to you. Okay. What else did I want to say? There's two more pre-recorded episodes of this podcast. And I'm planning to do more from quarantine. But we're going to see how that goes. Okay. So please don't yell at me if that doesn't happen. I'm really trying, but we're going to see because there's some logistics to figure out in terms of recording the guest audio. But that is the plan. And um, as always, if you want to talk to me, you can message me on all of the platforms. I am very available. I have nothing to do and I'm home reading all of your messages. So you know how to find me. Um, you can also email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. That's like the more formal way if you want to confess something. Actually, I really do want to hear your quarantine confessions. Please send me. What are you doing? It doesn't even have to be like a secret confession. I get some dark stuff from you guys and I love that. Like I love to be there for you and I don't read them all. I only read the ones you want me to. Okay. I never read anything you don't want me to read. But also you can send me something nice. Um, look, it's a, it's a weird time. So if you want to just say hi or tell me what you're doing from quarantine or how you're handling it or, or what anxieties you have, um, I'm here for it. Message me. Message me on Instagram, message me on Gmail. I don't know. Show up at my door. Don't do that. We're not allowed legally. Um, but also, I have a Discord. Discord link is in the bio. Just go to it. You can join the chat. It's fun. There's some people in there. It's small right now, but that means I see all of you. So if you want to, I don't know, send me something like a picture or a compliment or an insult, roast me. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Wow, 
Truly, you can tell I've been sick all day because I'm rambling. Ironically, I probably would be rambling anyways. This is kind of how I talk. I am stalling because I, I got a really nice comment on Instagram from a confidant that I really want to read. Um, but I'm having trouble finding it. So it might have to just wait. Um, but it, it made me really happy. And oh, here we go. Okay. I'm not going to read the name because it's, it's, a, it's a nice message, but it's from a confidant and I don't want to um, blow up their spot. But I just want to read this because it's so nice. Made me made me feel really nice. Um, okay, this comment says, I just wanted you to know that it was your podcast and Mike Swames that got me comfortable with the idea of seeing a therapist last year. Since then, I've made a shit ton of progress with my anxiety and depression and with the internal anger I had towards myself. I've also since started on medication for the anxiety and depression and it's been a game changer. None of it would have happened without you contributing to normalizing it for me. So thank you. We don't know each other, but I feel you have a kind heart and I appreciate that. It was, you don't know how nice it is to get messages like this because I know like I'm out here, um, you know, making jokes and the podcast is a little more serious on stage. I'm very much, it's way more distilled into just jokes, but I mean it when I say like all this stuff I talk about, like I'm on this journey with you, you know, like, I mean, for the confidants that have been there from the beginning, you know, like my, my life has changed drastically since I started this podcast and I am very open to growth and making mistakes and owning those. So um, it is really nice to hear from you guys, especially things like that, because I also have a lot of internalized anger about myself. You know, I talk about this. I, I It takes a long time for my, me to realize um, how to love myself and I'm getting there. And, you know, I'm still a very confident person outwardly, but it is hard at the end of the day to just be comfortable with all your own flaws and insecurities and fears. So hearing things like that makes me smile and um, also, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, lo I love those messages and that's all. I just wanted to share that. It makes me happy. Okay. Do I have any more announcements? I guess you can just get on that Super Confidant newsletter before April 5th, $5 or more to paypal.me slash you can tell me anything. I have a lot to tell you this month. There's some stuff that I definitely can't talk about on this pod, but let me just tell you, um... I have some interesting stories for you. I think you'll like this one. So if you've never joined the newsletter before and you're thinking about it, I would say this would be a good month to do that. Okay. And I, I suppose I'm going to just put this out there because I know it's been a hard time financially. If you really, really, really want to get on the newsletter and you don't have the $5, but you are a confidant and love this podcast, send me a message. Okay. It's, it's a weird time right now. I, I just like want to include everyone. Okay honor system so do that i mean it email me message me okay let's get to this episode um this episode was recorded from a different time a society we may never see again a society where two people can sit together less than six feet apart recording a podcast then go back outside get in their car and go to a grocery store not wait in line have access to eggs pasta rice it was a different time I want you to close your eyes and envision that time. What a nice time. All right, guys. This is Tessa Scara. Enjoy. You can tell her. You can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey, guys. It's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. Um, I'm really excited for my guest today. I'm just going to get right 
to it. She's so funny. She's from New York City, but she's out here now. She came out here for the CBS Diversity Showcase, and she was just on High Maintenance. You should go check her out. It's Tessa Scara. Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> um, I'm going to read a tweet of yours that I really enjoyed. It reads, Ooh. whenever people are like, I can't get into movies with subtitles. They're so hard. I'm like, have you ever tried? And then there's a bunch of dot, dot, dots. Books? <laughs> Honestly, you gave the perfect delivery of that, too. <laughs> oh, okay, great. I mean, that's how I read it in my head was like a like a very like judgmental, like kind of like, huh. It's like you? a judgmental, but it's also like a golden retriever, like books, you know? Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the, the art of the dot, dot, dot is mm-hmm. really, that tweet is very visual. It's yes. very, it lets you know how it wants, she wants to be said. <laughs> it's performative. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've told you this, but the first time I saw you perform was in New York at a bar called Legion. No, is it called Legion? Is there a bar called Legion? Legion. There's a place yes. called Legion. I'm yeah. like, I used to be there all the time. And I can't remember the name. They used to have uh, an open mic there. Yes. Yeah. And you, but I think this was on a show and you did like a witch character, uh-huh. like a Bushwick witch or something. <gasps> oh my God. It was so funny. And I like, that's always stuck with me. Cause you <gasps> have very you. like, um, like your, your, like, I don't know, like your delivery and your performance, like you'll like kind of, do this character voice that I think is so funny. And I didn't, I've never seen something like, I feel like now there's people who probably have copied you. Cause <laughs> I've seen it more. This was like over five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was a long time ago that I used to do that. Yeah. It was yeah. Really funny. Thank you. Yeah. That's like a whole like character and song that I did called mm-hmm. like witch in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and this was pre, I think now it's more zeitgeisty to mm-hmm. be like crystals, astrology, but like that, I, I got what that was without even really knowing that world. Like now I feel like ironically I am like that for real. Me too. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but back then I got the character without even knowing that was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. funny. Ugh, I mean, I love making fun of wellness culture. It's like actually <laughs> one of my like top five things to make fun of uh-huh. just because I went through like a period of time where I was, I've been in therapy a lot. I know you Great. like to talk about it a love lot. It, yes. This is what the show is about. Mm-hmm. But like I when I first was having like a really, really hard time and like acknowledging that I was, uh-huh. um, I got really into like wellness stuff. Sure. Or, like I started to like dip my toe into it and was like, wow, my grandmother mm-hmm. had died and that was like part of it. And I was like, oh, I should definitely go and see a psychic. And then like $150 gotcha. okay. later, I was like, <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still feel sad. <laughs> like, Was it like zero to 60? Had you never like done anything for mental health before that? Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of, well, mm-hmm. the only time I'd ever done anything for my mental health was when it was like ordered by my university okay. that I had to see a therapist <laughs> or I would be kicked out of college. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Pretty fun. It's really fun what being an alcoholic in college will do for you. Okay. Wait, where did, did you go to NYU? I went to NYU, okay. yeah. I did yeah. too. Oh, this is funny. The last couple of guests have all pretty much gone to NYU, but I didn't know any of them while I was there. <laughs> Um, uh, before we get too far, I'd like to start with a good confession mm-hmm. just to have a positive note. Is there something good you'd like to confess? Yeah. So something good I would like to confess is that I've watched like pretty much all of Love is Blind in two days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that other people might not think that that's a good thing, <laughs> but I view it as something good. Does so. it um, instill faith and love for you or what like no. what are your thoughts <laughs> okay. it instills the faith of me that I'm like so happy that I'm not straight <laughs> I mean watching all of these straight couples flirt is just oh my so gosh. terrifying well they did a, are you, I didn't watch this 
Uh, but people keep recommending it. They, they did Are You the One with all um, queer people. Dude, and apparently I the best was obsessed season. with that. And I even wrote an article on Vulture about oh, it. Oh, I got to yeah. look it up. I had a very popular article. <laughs> yeah. So I guess reality show trash transcends sexuality. Oh. We're going to eventually be at a point where it's not. Right now, it, most of it is very straight. It's but. very coded. I mean, I think that we are going to reach a point where all these dating shows, there's just it, everything will be fluid, you know, yeah. and that's the way that it should be because mm-hmm. that's the way that the world is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is really, really uh, the the are you the one the queer are you the one I highly recommend. Okay, I got so obsessed with it. <laughs> I started following like all of the people involved in it, like to the point where I was going to viewing parties where they were presenting it. Oh, like wow. one okay. of the people on Are You the One actually hit on me a lot. Um, oh, well, that should be your good confession. I mean, brag. No. Yeah, humble brag. I have heard um, some of them are around into it. comedy. I mean, I guess yeah, it makes sense because it. it's like showbiz, and nowadays, especially in LA, it's like everyone's just in something yeah everyone's like well maybe I could just try stand up and then people will want to hire me as an actor (laughs) and I'm like no it's an art form but thanks for your concern I did almost do a reality dating show about comedians like it was still like I would have been myself on it but like I'm very thankful I didn't it didn't go I mean I'm like still like hey hey, if someone wants to cast me and pay me to do this I will still I still will do it so I don't mean like I didn't do it against my will, but I, I, it got down to like a very small group of us. Um, but part of me is kind of glad I didn't just because that would have been how I was introduced to the world. Was it the reality show where they're uh, I'll traveling? I'll what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I know which one it is, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it did. My note that I got was that I was very chill and they liked that, but that I should be more aggressively chill in my screen tests. Because I was too chill. Aggressively chill? Yeah. So I don't know uh, how to do that. I don't <laughs> but I think know. No one that knows. I was not rife for drama. So. Oh my God. Just actually, I don't know. I think I not, I don't like drama, but like, I do think my life does end up happening upon. You attract drama? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I think I would be good on a reality show. I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm not trying to brag, but like, I think I would have been fine, but like, I'm not trying to start shit you know I'm not trying I to I would be on great on a reality TV show <laughs> I think you would be too oh. but in a good way you'd be like very fun I'm fun yeah. but I'm also like very very honest like uh-huh. I find it really hard not to tell people how I'm feeling uh-huh it's even when I'm in situations like that where I know somebody's gonna get upset I'm oh, like yeah. but you need to know and That's it's like great. maybe you should shut up <laughs> that is really good for reality because people want you to like say confront conf- yeah exactly yeah. I'm getting better at it I used to not be like that at all but now I realize when I don't, things still don't go my way. So now I'm like, well, let me just say how I feel. And I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I definitely don't mm-hmm. tell people how I feel if it's going to like completely and utterly ruin their lives and upset them. Oh, it's sure. more of like, if I feel like there's something that I need to say, then I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm I would never be it. like, you are bad at singing at karaoke or something. Because I'm like, that's just for that. They know. Yeah. They're not out there trying to get a record deal. No, exactly. Yeah. But have you seen Love is Blind? <laughs> I started watching the first episode and then I didn't finish. I know I should. Okay. Well, what, what makes it different than the other reality shows? Well, it's all these people who meet when they're sequestered in pods. So like SNL just did this sketch um, Uh that some friends of mine wrote. That's amazingly funny. Uh That is about all of them in the pods actually being quarantined because of the (laughs) coronavirus, which I think is like we're recording this now. And by the time it comes out, that won't be funny. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There will have been more deaths. um, Yeah. But but um, basically, it's all these people who are quarantined and they don't have their phones. They don't have like they're not going mm-hmm. to work. They're like just living only with people of the same gender as them. Uh-huh. And when they speak with the other people of the opposite sex, they go into these little booths. Um, yeah. 
so, so it's like, they're like, it's like falling you can't in love. see the person. Yeah, they're dating. going on dates, but they can't see each other. Hmm. But you can um, hear them. They can hear them. And then they decide the only way that they can meet in person is if they decide to get engaged. That's- wild right and like way too many of them decide to get engaged of course way too many because they want also they want to make things interesting if you're on a show there's also the idea like that they are being watched yes so it's like are they acting honestly i mean it's this whole thing where like it's very obvious that all of them i mean they're what they're saying is that they're trying to figure out if love is blind but it's like (laughs) i really think that we're just seeing like how badly all these people want a husband or a wife Gotcha. Okay. You that's kind of like how The Bachelor in Paradise felt. Which that's I don't watch The Bachelor, but I watched The Last Bachelor in Paradise. I did too. And I got hooked. Actually, speaking of, well, this was very much like, obviously, the very highly produced, but they did have, you know, Demi come out on yeah. it and then had her girlfriend. That's um, why I watched on. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Demi. I think on the, sh- on the season, I watched like a clip of her from her season and she didn't come off very likable but she got i like the paradise because they actually let them be themselves more mm-hmm. so you got to see more of who she really was and she was like kind of oh go for it no no i was gonna say i'm like burping from oh the no seltzer. be yourself girl <laughs> um yeah she get, seemed like someone who was like telling it like it is like she didn't seem like she was trying to do anything for i mean she of course is trying to be on a show but to me, she was like shitting on guys when everyone liked them. And then also just like, mm, you're dumb. Like she didn't care. I agree. She came off likable. I liked her. But yeah. then now I follow her on Instagram because duh. And now <sighs> she's like dating this guy who he just kind of seems like a shithead. Like he seems yeah, like wait, he was on. Was he on like a housewife show? I don't know. I, I could I've tell that he's also much. like a, a reality like TV Slater person. Right? Yeah. Okay. He has a horrible name. Yeah. It's like Slater. Skyler yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like a walking hot topic store. Yes. Yes. But like. <laughs> abs just Mm -hmm. abs and hot topic and I'm like okay I don't know (laughs) um but yeah I was really into her and um Christiana I think it was Chris yeah Christiana yeah who I could tell did not want to be there no she didn't want to be there and she's like just an earth mother gay you can just feel that she was like I love to be at the beach (laughs) I'm just you know why don't we leave here and go to the farmer's market and I was like I love you I would date her yeah (laughs) Um, would but you ever do a reality is, show? Would I ever do a reality yeah, show? If someone mm. was like, come be on this show. God, you know, I don't know if I would. My first reaction is no. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun fact, um, my family was actually on a reality TV show oh, in Canada. Really? Really insane. It was, this the is so, family. this is so lame. This okay, is like so Canadian. It? Oh. it was this show on like HGTV, okay. which is Canadian secretly. Uh-huh. Um, it is, which is, it was the show that was like all about making your home more environmentally sound. Mm, okay. So like <laughs> my mom, right again, so Canadian, uh-huh. exceedingly Canadian. <laughs> this is like 2004. Okay. Um, and basically they like replaced all of the, they like came into our house and like looked like videotaped, like everything to do with the house, like the windows and the kitchen and uh-huh. stuff. And like they, uh, calculated exactly how much like energy we use and then they replaced all this stuff in the house (laughs) to make it more energy efficient so basically our house got like completely renovated for free that's cool Uh uh-huh that's why my parents signed up to do it oh yeah those Um, are the 
those are the good kind where you actually get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they like they they measured like how many how much energy you used like after they did all the renovations, and like we ended up losing off of like against mm. this like elderly retired couple, and my dad was so fucking angry. I remember him <laughs> in the elevator being like, "It was some bullshit. They didn't even stay in their fucking house. We have three fucking kids. You won't stop using the shower. How are we supposed <laughs> to use less water? Like it was so." <laughs> I was also 14 at the time and they really, right? Oh, my whole family is so competitive. They're all fire signs and they're all like, go, okay. go, 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 go. What are you? I'm an air sign. I'm a Gemini. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. What are you? Scorpio. Oh, yeah. I love Scorpios. Yeah, I usually get along with, I, a lot of my best friends are Gemini. So I either yeah. really get along with them or I will crash and burn. Like, it's because everybody yeah. hates us. Well, Scorpio and, oh, that's true. They're the two They're the signs. two, they're the, it, it's because they're jealous of us. They're all, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Scorpios do get jealous, so we're probably getting jealous of you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Geminis are very, a lot of comedians are, because that's like yeah. a very, uh, it's the communicate, or Mercury, I think, mm-hmm. rules that. So a lot of communication, puns. Mm-hmm. That's one where like, I'm lot. definitely not a pun comedian, so that it's, one doesn't, doesn't ring true. <laughs> well, it's weird that like, astrology whatever you may think of it like a lot of it can be broad but then when gemini is one sign that i've read up on where it's like so specific sometimes where i'm like what it'll be like i've literally read one that said like you're good at puns and uh, my ex was a gemini and he like he did puns on sup and i'm like wait how it what how are you literally be like you wear the color blue like it's like i definitely specific i love (laughs) wordplay i sincerely do i love like that i mean that tweet Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good one i love things that are like mm-hmm. visually with just the words on the page like funny that's fun i feel like scorpio i don't know i do feel very scorpio but i i the scorpio connotation is that we're obsessed with like darkness and death and i mm-hmm. don't know that i feel if that's true i guess if i were to reach deep down i'm like yeah death doesn't like it fascinates me but i i don't consider I'm, i think i'm a bright cheery person mm. which i when i think of scorpio i think of like very dark and like brooding but i do know a lot of scorpios that are like that but also i feel like it can just be like scorpio to me can be so much more about being like obsessive which gemini to me is also like kind of like that Mm -hmm. like i get really obsessed with things i get obsessed with like the search for knowledge like oh okay yeah if i'll just spend like like, all night night, reading wikipedia that's very gemini yeah so i'm like i need to know everything about (laughs) this i feel like yeah they're similar but gemini you'll like you'll move on right away. Like you'll be like, oh, I changed my mind. And then mm-hmm. Scorpio's like 20 years later, like remember that thing I said I was going to do? Yeah. yeah. I've been working on it for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I, don't and know, I would never it. do that. I would never do that. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm more like, I just learned everything about the United States political system. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm, I'm Canadian. Um, so it's like, how long have you lived in the States? Um, I've lived in the U S for 10 years, okay. over 10 years. You moved for school? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I stayed, I actually got married for a green card. Which oh, was okay. Interesting. Fun. Well, we were in a real relationship, uh-huh. but we <laughs> got we got married quicker because of that which hey hopefully nobody <laughs> carts me off <laughs> well you know uh get this has been a sting so yeah <laughs> yeah right a sting. um but okay well i kind of want to go back to a little bit of the therapy talk and oh, then yeah. we'll go into the confession because yeah, yeah. this is sort of inspired by therapy so you said you said like you uh, really like talking about wellness and all that how did you go from sort of like parodying it to doing it to like now where you are or tell us where you are I guess with your journey of like mental health and totally wow I love um I feel like I didn't start parodying it until after I was like 
so involved in it. Okay. Um, so it came from a, like kind of looking at yourself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, for me, it was basically, gosh, my, this story is like inextricable from like kind of leading into my secret. Oh, cool. Which is great. Well, if we um, get into it, then we get into it. Yeah, right. But basically, when I was younger, I, uh, didn't think that I was queer and mm. I got into a relationship with somebody who we then ended up getting married. And then when I was in the process of like in that marriage, I was like, I definitely, I don't want to mm. be with him anymore. And I How think old were you when you guys got married? We got married when I was like 20. I just, or I was just about to turn 23 in like a okay. month. I was, I was 22. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. And then we got separated like just shy of two years later. Okay. Um, and then we didn't get divorced for another like two years. Okay. Um, gotcha. because it was like hard to mm-hmm. do that. Um, were you um were you out at NYU? No. Okay. Me neither. No. Well, I I like <laughs> my senior year I started questioning, but I'm uh I, I identify as like I guess I say queer now, but bisexual is yeah. how I came out. I mean that's like really at the end of the day like I believe that most queer people are like fluidly on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like I am fluidly on a spectrum, and I identify now as a lesbian because I don't Uh want to date men Uh but also like I acknowledge that like the reality of my sexuality is like I did have relationships with men Mm -hmm. that I really care for and like that were enjoyable so like bisexual is probably a more accurate description of me Mm -hmm. but like I kind of choose to be gay which is crazy to say but it's true and we can do that we're allowed to do that yeah (laughs) straight people choose not to have fun all the time yeah yeah so their choice and that's their right (laughs) but yeah it's isn't it crazy though that like I mean I don't know about you but where I grew up I was just like so repressed that like Mm. I didn't even think that I knew any lesbians and Uh, I definitely did (laughs) yes there were like well I grew up in the Bay Area so it's a pretty liberal area but Mm. the the 90s I don't think were very favorable to like queer women at least not in mainstream media um obviously there's always been like niche stuff but because even like the L word was like the biggest show and that's so like so stereotypical you know what I mean it's, it's so like, male gazy very yeah and uh I knew like gay men and I danced so I knew a lot of like and uh, knew a lot of gay people but I feel like the term lesbian still felt like an insult mm-hmm. even oh, if it didn't sure. feel like it to, like even if I I would never use it to like I would never use it as an insult it still felt like more of an insult than the word gay did if that makes sense yeah which is so weird like thinking about that well because a lesbian is like you are when you think about like the patriarchal structure of our society it's like if you're a lesbian you're completely outside of that structure you don't need men no they don't like that and they don't like that at all they really fucking don't like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but one of the girls like the cool girls I guess popular girls in my um elementary school that grew up with she we ended up going to different high schools so it wasn't like she was necessarily popular in elementary school but she was like really cool and rich and whatever and very beautiful and she ended up uh coming out and I like had looked her up uh, on social media like years later and was like oh my god she's like in Paris with some hot model and I'm like damn yeah and I was like damn there are lesbians everywhere and they're all the cool ones yeah well that's the thing is like you think that you're gonna come out and then like automatically all queer people are gonna accept you and be like (laughs) yeah I would love to date you and the reality is is they're like no show me your references like where's your resume I need yeah, to phone like, tree yeah, this. This is hard. Every, everything's hard. Everything yeah. is hard. I mean, I also grew up dancing, actually. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. Because well, you were musical theater. And mm-hmm. I, now I, I feel like I vaguely theater, yeah. do know stuff about you, which is weird. But I'm like, I think. What did you study at NYU? I studied screenwriting. Mm. I feel like, did you do the reality show? No, I did, yeah. Okay, that's, maybe that's why in my head I kind of, 
in the back of my head I knew that and that's how I connected it yeah, yeah. I did that that was like I did that for like years there that was yeah. like how I got into comedy basically it was like a musical that NYU would put mm. on that this amazing woman Liz Suedos was the director of and all the students would like that she cast in it would act in it as well as write it okay um so that was the first time anybody like encouraged me to write and Doug Weidick Doug Weidick okay, was yeah. on it yeah, yeah. oh we love Doug he was just Doug. at the wedding I was at yeah he was yeah, yeah. oh that's Dougie. so funny it's so funny how NYU I like really felt like it left me cast me into the like darkness of being alone after college and oh, now sure. like a decade later I'm like oh yeah I guess we all are all still here doing stuff well NYU is a real estate company that's <laughs> it's true yeah that's true. like a lot of really ambitious driven people go to because uh-huh. you're like oh like I should go here because mm-hmm. like I'm close to the industry that I want to work in already and then you like go into so much more debt than you would if you went to a yep. different school um, <laughs> but you go there and then mm-hmm. they just like churn you out and then you're not yeah. you're like well what am I supposed to do and they're like every two weeks we'll send you a newsletter that has <laughs> career opportunities and oh none of them God. are real it's yeah. like it's offensive um yeah if anyone's but, listening and wants to go to NYU because you hear people go there here's what I think I would do if I had another shot is I think there's still a benefit in being around a university and going to being in New York mm-hmm. but I think you should get a job at NYU if you're like yeah. 18 years old and you're like I know for sure I want to be in the industry and you don't want to just move to New York because it's scary. It's scary. Get a job at a university like NYU so you're getting paid. You'll make friends. You'll be in the network. And then you don't fucking have to pay for school. Well, yeah. Also, if you work at uh, NYU, you can go there for free. Oh, okay, I know people yeah. who did masters there who, who did it like well, there that. There you go. So do but it that way. Also, I feel like personally, it's like if you really want to study the arts and you don't care about having a degree, like don't go, don't go fucking it. get a degree. Yeah. There were so many people in the acting program who were like, we're all going to take divorce in America so we can share our notes. And I'm like, are you stupid? Oh, yeah, you are. Like, it's insane to me. Like, I wanted to go there partially because of like the academic program there mm-hmm. and like every other program I was looking at I would be going for like two years and um not actually going to school school yeah you know I did like really like want to be I did want that experience too like college and I had like I way over exerted myself but I had like a double major and a minor and, me yeah. too I had a double major oh, for it? a while I had a double major in English okay. for a little bit but then I didn't end up graduating with it because I left I graduated early so uh-huh. that I could save money um well we're talking about advice why don't we get into the confession and then yeah. we'll like I'm sure we'll touch on more stuff that um if there's any more questions we haven't answered so Tessa is there anything you'd like to tell me yeah um so I want to tell you that my current girlfriend is my first real girlfriend ever Ooh, okay yeah. <laughs> which exciting. I've never really talked with anyone about how long have you guys been together we've only been together for um oh wow I guess when I we started you dating pers- in you added August. the only it's like as there's no right or wrong answer to this oh no but I mean like I've just been out for a long while gotcha. and so this is like my first actual relationship oh, with a okay. woman and that's like a big deal for me yeah you know it's like um it, it's interesting um but uh We've been dating since August, so I guess. Oh my god! I, oh, it's okay. So embarrassing yeah, yes. that I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't, uh, eight plus oh, four. It's almost six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> well, wow! Congratulations. I think it's six months. Ah, thank you. So that in straight people years, that's three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about three years, uh-huh. I'd say. <laughs> 
Um, how did you guys meet? We met at a comedy show. Okay. <laughs> well, you were performing? No, actually. Oh, okay. I wasn't performing at that one. I was going to see my friend. Um, and she is friends with another comedian. She, like, does comedy, but she's not, like, mm-hmm. a professional comedian. Okay. Like me. Uh-huh. And so it's been, like, a really great uh, relationship. She's a designer. That's awesome. She designs children's books. But, I mean, the thing is for me is that, like, I was married. Mm-hmm. And then I left that marriage and, like, came out to my family and stuff Mm -hmm. and then for a long while I just had like such bad luck in dating Mm -hmm. where it was like it kind of felt like um I just got gayer and gayer and (laughs) (laughs) and everyone just kind of like would assume that like if I was talking Mm -hmm. about an ex or something that like I was talking about a woman but like at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like I I don't know as soon as I started trying to date only women it was like I realized that like there are so many female fuckboys. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't stop dating men or like just because you're not dating men doesn't mean that you don't stop dating fuckboys. Like the call was coming from inside yeah. the gender the entire time. Like it's <laughs> it's bad. Yes, that's very true. That's also interesting because it seems like you were like sort of on, still in your journey to coming out. So it's like you, you uh, it's hard to like hard to date whether or not you're, you know, straight or gay, but like if you don't know yourself, right? If yeah. you're like, even if you're like, I want to paint and now I'm getting better at painting, like anything like that. If you're on a journey, you're changing rapidly yeah. while you're trying to get to know someone and yourself. So yeah. I could see how that could be like, you know, make it more difficult. Yeah. It, it was difficult. I was like, I wasn't in a, anything that could be considered a long-term relationship for like four and a half years. Gotcha. Were you looking for relationships? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but I mean, I definitely was, but in a lot of ways, I was also like going on like a really extreme mental health journey. Sure. That like really needed a lot of me time. So I am really happy that like Mm. I didn't find anyone to like (laughs) love me then. (laughs) Uh Well, how did that all, uh, I know we kind of hinted at earlier, but so like you were uh, going to psychics and then coming out, was that around the same time? Yeah, it was like around the same time. Um, Yeah, I was like, when I got divorced, my grandmother, or I like left my husband, we didn't get divorced for another like two years, but my um, ex-husband and I separated. And then my grandmother, who I was very, very close with, died like only like not even six months Mm -hmm. later at things but it was like really um to have all these things happening at once Mm -hmm. it was uh it was pretty hard yeah um and so that's like around when I started to like you know actually like delve into mental health stuff because Mm -hmm. I was like oh something bad is gonna happen to you (laughs) if you don't start to figure this out Uh and I had just always had uh so many issues with anxiety and depression but I just didn't want to even acknowledge them Mm -hmm. so uh once I started to like acknowledge different parts of myself and my sexuality then it was like oh you can't like not acknowledge this stuff too yeah um but yeah I started seeing a therapist I saw the same therapist for like almost four years um until I came here that's a committed relationship it was a really committed (laughs) relationship oh my god Jeanette I loved Jeanette I wrote a song about Jeanette oh yeah it's she went on maternity for leave for Uh five months and it like ruined my whole life it was so hard um yeah it's hard once you connect with the therapist I had a like art therapist in New York and when I moved I like was so upset because it just was so I mean it was like the fact that I was an art therapist and she also specialized in like children because I was just like so I don't know I she like took me because I was I hadn't gone as a kid so I was like she's like okay we'll work with you it seems like you have a lot to do but 
but yeah, and my, I'm like my therapist now, but it took a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, this psychic thing made me think of something. Cause I also really like going to fortune tellers and psychics. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like a part of me when I was like, I don't know if I ever felt like I was fully closeted because I just like, a didn't know and then all of a sudden I was questioning but that's how I felt too is like closeted <laughs> feels like the wrong word because I just right, ha- I didn't have enough like mm-hmm. ag- acknowledgement of myself or knowledge of myself to even be closeted yeah it wasn't like I was denying it but looking back I clearly was but yeah I during that time I feel like I was really fascinated with like the cult and like um discovering things from you know from the stars and I think subconsciously I was trying to discover something about myself like it felt Mm -hmm. like something was missing and almost felt like if I just like you know play this game enough I'll find out a big secret and it'll tell me who I am when really I think I was just searching for the answer that was within me all yeah (laughs) I mean I think that part of why I got into all of that stuff is because of that. Mm-hmm. Like I just got really into, um, yeah, occult stuff, like, uh, believing that you, I mean, I do think that there is like, uh, that people don't just like leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> now oh, I'm like getting really, yeah. Okay. Now I'm getting like really weird. No, no, we have all sorts of b- belief systems on this pod and that's yeah. definitely not the weirdest though. <laughs> I mean, I just think that like you s- still can connect with like the energy of people Mm -hmm. after they die Mm -hmm. um and I do think that like everyone is psychic and like intuitive but we just have to be able to like uh tune into it I don't think that there's like a fate of like that everything is already predetermined that will already happen Mm -hmm. but I've just had so many weird things happen in my life um can you give an example oh yeah I mean like I met somebody in a dream once before I met them in real life like stuff like that like um when I was like going to college like I got into NYU and I was like well I can't even afford like Mm -hmm. to pay like a a, like a fraction of any of this and then like my family came into like some money like Mm -hmm. really unexpectedly that was able to like pay for part of my college like literally the day before I had to tell NYU if I could go oh wow so like things like that where I'm like oh, if I'm meant for this to happen, Mm -hmm. then it's going to happen. Like even coming to LA, Uh like a few days before I had to decide if I was going to come here, I was pretty set on not coming. And then I found a person who wanted to trade apartments with me and like every, and it was like off of the subway that I could take to get to work and all this stuff where I was like, oh, this is like a sign. Oh yeah. Maybe that's like silly, but I guess what I'm saying is sometimes things just like really unexpectedly Mm -hmm. work out for me when they are going to be a good thing for me. And when they're not going to be a good thing for me, they unexpectedly like completely collapse. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't, I I don't think it's silly. And, and I don't think it's like, um, it's, yeah, it's not as simple as it's not like, oh, like you're controlling it, but I think you're right. It's the universe will push you in the direction you're supposed to go. But sometimes we are better. We can um like train ourselves to listen better yeah that makes sense and it seems like you're really in tune with like trusting those signs and trusting your intuition and some people will like ignore red flags which I did for a long time and then you'll keep getting the same lesson over and over until you're like okay I guess now I have to learn it yeah so now I'm I'm more like I think how you're describing where I as soon as I feel any inkling of like this doesn't feel right even if I can't quite name it, I'm you like, just oh, have I'm to trust that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause even if there's nothing about it, that's making it like actionably wrong, yeah. your feeling of not liking it is like enough. Yes. That's something that I've had to take a long time to learn. Well, I also like the flip side of what you said, like it doesn't work out if it's not meant to be because yeah. it helps you let go of failures too. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah, There's things that, you know, in showbiz you don't get all the time. And of course you 
can still be sad, but it helps to be like, you know what? This wasn't meant to be. And then the next time you get something, you're like, oh, well, see, this is where I was supposed to be all along. Yeah. Like, like I dated somebody right before my current girlfriend that like, I really thought that it was going to be like a long-term relationship. Mm. And then it like completely imploded like a few months before I met my girlfriend. Mm. And at the time I was like, this is so horrible. And like, this, this wasn't meant, this was bad. Uh And then as soon as I met my girlfriend, I, my, a bunch of my friends kept on being like, she wasn't right for you. And like, this is going to lead you to meet somebody who is right for you. And you're like, easy for you to say. E- exactly. I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jessica. No. Um, and That's not her name. I just no, made up a name. No. And then I like met my girlfriend and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. We also met each other like we had been in the same like communities for like a long while probably like over a year okay and had a lot of mutual friends and we didn't meet one another until like three weeks before I moved to LA it's so perfect what a fairy tale I know I know it's kind of crazy what so what's it been like because this is your first relationship with a woman uh-huh. obviously you've been married to a man so uh-huh. do you feel like there was a learning curve um or no. just in terms of being like in a relationship okay uh, I mean, I think that like not having been in a relationship for a long while, mm-hmm. being in a relationship was hard. And also you were so young the first time you were. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never like I'm it takes me a long time to get into serious relationships. I've never been, I think, in a serious relationship that have been in relationships where I thought they were serious at the time. And I look back and they probably weren't. Yeah. But um, I feel me like. Too. Yeah, I know. Right. Because there's times and then I'll, there's times where I'm like, this is so serious. And then later I'll like find out that that person i was not even counted in their list of yeah you know what i mean i'm like oh fuck man i gotta look at myself but i i feel like now i'm getting better at knowing what i want and i do think i do date both men and women but when i date women it tends to be a little easier for me to like get to the like what i want to say right away and mm-hmm. i'm now taking that energy into dating men too yeah which is cool. like i used to not that it's on the men like they it's this is all me yes but I used to stop myself from saying how I felt with men more than I did with women well because there's like a culture in like the different dating scenarios where like when the genders are matched differently it's like Mm -hmm. like two men we have an idea of what that dating situation is Mm -hmm. like two women and then like a man and a woman and we like bring that into all these relationships even when you're sexually fluid I feel yeah like. yeah we kind of like uh I've heard it described as like uh like you kind of lose your identity like mm-hmm. a, like if you're bi specifically and you're with a man you kind of feel like you're in a straight relationship and if you're a woman you're in a, a gay relationship but you are the same yes so now I try to bring my whole energy into every relationship and find someone who likes that so, uh, yeah, I guess I also write more poems now to people, which is embarrassing. <laughs> but I used to, like, be, like, would make fun of that about myself. But it's how I am. Like, I like to be earnest sometimes. That's so Scorpio. But, so, yeah. <laughs> but I'll do that. I'll do that to men. And I, I think they're not used to it. But I'm like, well, this is who I am. So I'm going to write you a love note. And uh, just let me treat you like you're my queer lover. Because mm-hmm. like, well, I'm that way. Well, so. I think that there is, like, a, a whole idea that, like, um, at least um, – when you're dating men that like there should be uh, kind of like a chase going on mm-hmm. and like you can't let them know exactly how you feel. <laughs> and then with two women, it's like, how do you feel? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Let's tell talk me about our feelings. Oh, wow. That's so hot. You know? <laughs> and it's like, there is like a learning curve, but also I feel like when I say that, I feel like don't feel like they were different. 
I feel like dating men and women isn't that different, but I do feel like me dating just in general now is different mm. because I know myself. Yeah. And I didn't know myself before. You're not trying to use other other person as a mirror. Yeah. Because you like have, fig- and I think performing helps too because it's like every day you have to get on stage and have a version of yourself be presented to the world Mm -hmm. so like you better figure out what that is oh my god doing comedy helped me know myself so much more actually (laughs) because you have like a space to define yourself in yeah like as a queer person especially as like a sexually fluid person like you when I was um in oh still in my marriage like I knew I was starting Mm -hmm. to know I knew that I was bi and Mm -hmm. I was like talking about it on stage Mm -hmm. and so like being able to talk about those things where like like you said when you are bi when you're in a relationship people automatically assume you being whatever yeah like straight or gay when the reality is is that it's much more complicated than that Mm -hmm. um and you get to like control the conversation when you're on stage which is great that's true. Yeah, I used to feel more self-conscious about it. I don't now, but like, I don't know if you feel this way, especially like doing showcases, like yeah. having to oh my God. play to a certain identity as For opposed sure. to just being yourself. Some, like, I don't know if this makes sense. Like, um, if I, I have a lot more stories about dating men because I was just like, it was just long, like I was just out less time than, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like more of my life I've spent dating men. And also I have more like bad stories and they, they're funnier mm-hmm. so me too actually I have a lot more funny stories about dating yeah men. but then sometimes what happens is I'll talk for a whole set about like dating and then it'll feel I'll start to feel like oh like now like if I say I'm bi it's like weird or if I talk about a girl suddenly it's weird so I have to like explain up top but I also think that those are like our perceptions mm-hmm. of, of things you know and I think that biphobia is very real yeah um and we like internalize that mm-hmm. um But I mean, back to your point of like having to define yourself and label yourself for like an industry, Mm -hmm. it is actually like really maddening. (laughs) Um, I mean, as somebody who has gone through like lots and lots and lots of different labels, it, uh, I really feel comfortable like using a lot of different labels for myself. And I don't think that makes me like less Mm -hmm. queer in my whole identity Mm -hmm. and like less queer in my experience. Um, And I think that like all of these like, I mean, quote unquote, like diversity initiatives. <laughs> it's like they want you to define yourself so incredibly specifically so that they know like what boxes to check off mm-hmm. when they give you a job. Um, <laughs> it's true. But like the reality is, is that like real people aren't labels. So like yeah. we should retain that where whatever we do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, like, I like, like I said, I identify now as a lesbian and as gay, but also like I can change my mind anytime I fucking want. Yeah, very Gemini. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is very Gemini, but also like that is my truth. And like, I do feel like at the end of the day, like I just have never had good emotional relationships with men and like Mm -hmm. I've never or really sexual ones. (laughs) So like, yeah, being... Only dating women has made me feel like so much better in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that's like my true self. So it's complicated though. Yeah. But that's so good. And it's having a partner um, who like gets comedy and understands that life is like so important because yeah. it's like you're figuring out who you are sometimes on stage too. And it's like they, they're part of your life, but also like your comedy audience is part of your life. Oh, for sure. And sometimes I think about that where I'm like, oh, well, all these people like saw me before and I talked about this relationship. So now I need to tell all of them that like, <laughs> I'm in a different relationship or whatever. And it's like, 
no, this audience doesn't remember you fucking uh-huh. <laughs> like there's something about comedy and like the way that we like police ourselves yeah. too. That's like so narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, well, I have to tell everybody everything. And it's like, <laughs> no, you don't, bitch. That's Nobody cares. So funny. It, this came up on a, a recent episode with, uh, with Jonathan Braylock. But because um, uh-huh. oh, I, I was John. saying that I feel like sometimes when I grow, I have to like update my audience. Uh-huh. They just want to hear punchlines. Like, no, they just want to hear punchlines. They don't care. <laughs> no, exactly. They truly don't care. They yeah. just want to hear punchlines. But I do think that there's something like magical when comedians are able to speak from their real lived experience, like mm-hmm. as they're going through it. Like we yeah. see that with like the TIG special that mm-hmm. went or the set that went like viral, you know, like yeah. when somebody is really speaking from the heart about something that they're actively going through, like yeah. that's so hard to do. Yeah, totally. It's so hard to do, but it's so like um, it, it touches people when it's a real like authentic experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you, uh, so your girlfriend's not in comedy, but it's t- uh, like around it. So how much like, is she a part of your shows? Like, does she come to your shows? Do you talk about your relationships on stage? She comes to my shows. Um, we definitely talk about our, or I, I've talked about our relationship on stage, mm-hmm. uh, like not super extensively, but, um, I'll like definitely like talk about it and kind of make fun of it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and she is like super involved in like, she loves to read things that I'm writing. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was going to say, how does she feel about oh, she like, loves jokes it. and stuff? Okay. She loves I it. Mean, it may, I mean, I would assume so, but she like yeah. loves when I like rehearse <laughs> things for her. Honestly, this is like so perfect for a comedian because yeah. I always feel like so crazy and narcissistic <laughs> where I'm like, I guess I just need to put this down. But uh-huh. then it's like, she actually wants to hear about what I'm working on. Yeah. And she like actively helps me on things that I'm working on. That's so great. It's really I wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I think um, like do, being able to do, do jokes about a relationship is so important because it's like, it's not about, isn't, I think there's two camps of people. There's people who feel like if you're talking about me at all, it feels like insulting. And then there's people who are like, I love what you do. You're a comedian. That's why I like you. And so like, watching you do your art is so cool whether it's not about me you know what I mean yeah um but yeah that's always been tricky I feel like with comedian relationships it's really tricky and I've dated people who are like don't talk about me on stage or whatever (laughs) and it's like okay I mean sure but like I'm never gonna like actively make fun of somebody that I'm dating on stage although I have after I've broken up with them but um, (laughs) I think anything's fair game and you just have to trust that you're a good person yeah and then if if you cross a line then it's like communicate but generally speaking like you're not a bad person so you're not out there trying to hurt people and like but people get hurt every day all the time like it could be as simple as like I didn't like that shirt and that could hurt you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think you have to try to come from a truth, truthful place without yeah. trying to like censor yourself. I don't know. That's where I stand. But I'm also like, I don't know. I'm sure I've hurt people without realizing it. So I've definitely hurt knows? people's <laughs> feelings. I've definitely hurt people's feelings. But in my personal opinion, like as long as I'm speaking from my own experience yeah. and I'm not saying like this person is a piece of shit, mm-hmm. like, and I can say like they really hurt me, then that's fine yes. to me. And I don't really care what other people think yeah well that's why you're successful (laughs) well the other secret that I was uh like considering dropping that I'm like I'll I'll just add this one in here Uh is that um when I was leaving my ex-husband I actually created a feminist book club in order to get closer 
to a woman that I had a crush on. Whoa. Yeah. But okay. I've talked about it before Gee. a bunch of times. So I was like, I've, I've told people <laughs> that. Um, but it's like, it is tea. And uh-huh. it was like, I mean, I just needed like a, a reason to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And because we only knew one another through like a bar uh-huh. that I would go to. Was like, she, um, was she openly gay? Um, no. Okay. So you're like, I have a crush on this person. Yeah. I'm just going to feel it out. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm going to feel it out. But I got like a big queer vibe from her. And mm-hmm. like, it turns out that like, she totally is, but like, still mm-hmm. isn't really openly queer, which mm, kind gotcha. of sucks. But, and it didn't end up leading to a relationship for us, but mm. um, we did end up hooking up. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but it was like so sneaky of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, vibes are real. Like, I mean, it's because I, even when I was uh, not out, there were, were women that I hung out with who also weren't out and now we're both out. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's like that w- didn't come from nowhere. Oh, but, I mean, uh, I, like you said before that you danced, like yeah. so many of the girls in my dance classes with me are mm-hmm. gay now. Like, and we yeah. all hung out together last time I went home for Christmas and we're like, wow isn't it crazy like that we're (laughs) we're all all queer yeah Yeah, but then when you think about it it's like no like you chose to spend a lot of your extra spare time hanging out with a bunch of girls wearing leotards like duh (laughs) wake up i feel that way about models because like i know there is a lot of male gaze with the fashion industry and that is real and exists so i don't want to like diminish that but i feel not diminish oh i don't want to like um reduce you know like because because you see a lot of imagery that's like very queer but it's also for the men so yes. i guess that's what i'm trying to say but i also think a lot of women who are in the modeling industry are queer because and now they're starting to come out more because there's more like publicly gay people like cara de levine yes oh i love her so oh. but they've always been there because you spend so much time putting value on the female body and looking hot and that's or like traditionally hot you're told that's what society values mm-hmm. and you value it and you're around other women who look like that like who are you gonna go for like i mean if the movie <laughs> gia taught us anything <laughs> oh i didn't actually see it. you've never seen no, it okay. oh my god it's it's angelina jolie playing this like supermodel who i've never heard of named <laughs> gia who like okay. um she has a lot of trouble mm. she has trouble with drugs with mm. ha- having a lot of eyeliner like she's she's very yeah, troubled tough yeah, yeah right but she she has like her like main relationship in the movie if i remember correctly i haven't seen it in a long uh-huh. time is with a woman Mm. um that it's like kind of like the crux of like the love story in her in that movie yeah. um my girlfriend and i tried to watch it the last time she was in la and um we couldn't find it streaming <laughs> like i don't know why and i'm so upset i really need to watch it okay, so i'll have to check it out yeah i angelina hope it's up jolie. now okay angelina jo- i mean angelina jolie is such a queer icon it's like mm-hmm. absurd <laughs> it's absurd i don't know if she's like out as by but i feel like she, she is right she, she seems like she's just but she's just kind of like her own thing yeah. like her, i feel like she is a sexuality yeah yeah because i also didn't she like she she's dated or something too? yeah so yeah like a lot of she's made out with her brother which is <laughs> very queer <laughs> she also has like carried the blood of a man on her body yes which yeah. is also very gay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just like obsessed i'm gonna die in your arms for sure yeah i mean she's like yeah i think that she did god i feel like she dated a supermodel i feel like she's definitely dated women i think uh kind of going back to like the 90s media like i don't think they presented queer relationships the way they do now which is just like as a relationship yeah i think if they presented it it was like 
scandal like what's what's Lindsay Lohan doing now oh I was literally just gonna bring up the Lindsay Lohan thing and it was like a whole thing but instead of just being like well she like dated Samantha Ronson and now I don't know if you know this but how how caught up are you on Lindsay Lindsay, um well Lindsay and I have a weird uh checkered path not really what I have a very weird story which I won't get too into now but I've met her once and I got really trash and embarrassed <gasps> myself so um i kind of stay away from Lindsay news but you can tell me what's going on with her um well <laughs> she had like this whole reality television show which again i'm completely oh, obsessed okay. with reality television oh, she have a british accent on it or something? um no so she just has she hasn't lived in america for like mm-hmm. i don't know like five years or something and now she's like oh i have a like she she talks like she's from <laughs> dubai she has this like very muddled like <sighs> middle eastern kind of greek accent where she she mm-hmm. talks like english is her second language and it's <laughs> very confusing and it's like Lindsay, you're from long island like fully um but yeah. she on her show like even talks about how she's like not bi oh like she so she- identifies as straight even though she had that oh, like really? very public relationship huh. with samantha ronson i think it might be on like on like the after show where they like asked her questions about it and she was like oh no i don't know what to say about that you know like oh, just that's a bummer it was such a bummer also i think miley had something like that recently where she came out as straight again like, what yeah i think she- what are these girls doing and it was like you don't need to you don't need to come out straight you can just be with a man. Like, yeah. You don't need to be like, just kidding. That thing I did. Uh-uh. Like <laughs> it's, it, I just, I fully don't understand that. Yeah. Ugh, but sorry. it does, it does shine more. Like I will say like to take them off the hook a little because these are both two women who kind of grew up in the media. Cause I don't want to be too hating on them. Cause I think a lot of it is not necessarily like they didn't necessarily have the tools to be aware. Yeah. So I don't want to just shit on them. I think that's a representation of, um, maybe the world not being ready to just accept relationships for what they are. Like, I feel like going back to labels, like it still feels like they feel like they have to label themselves. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they want to stay away from the queer community because they're trying to do more stuff for the straight community or whatever. Right. Like we shouldn't be do more stuff for the straight community. They they have so much. They need our help. They want to represent the straight community because you know, they're underrepresented. (laughs) Um, but I don't know. I think maybe it comes from that, like, oh, now I want to market to them. So yeah. I'm going to have to, like, well, renege on my identity. Miley does that shit all the time, I feel like. She's very, yeah. like, oh, I'm 420, girl. But now here I am singing on a beach in Malibu about yeah. God. <laughs> and it's like, make up your fucking mind. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. But also, but, like, in a way where politically you can't have it both ways. You can be sexually yeah. fluid. That has nothing to do with this shit. Right. But like you can't say like I'm uh, you can't like start a, a foundation for like LGBTQ kids yeah. and like homeless youth and then like kind of play willy nilly with your identity. You know, it's, yeah. it's a little bit like I mean, I again, I believe that we should cut these people some slack, but also like Miley is an adult now and like yeah. we've seen her be in relationships with women and it's kind of setting a bad example to like come out as like I don't want labels around about my gender and then be like actually straight all the way (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I have to look up the quote because it may not have been I don't know that she's so blatantly said she was straight but she definitely like implied that it was like that was a phase like that that kind of thing which is like oh yeah because imagine if I came out and was like no, I'm over skaters now. Like it's like we yeah. don't do that to anything else except for like genders. Which I mean, it's I guess it's easier for me to say because I 
but liking both men and women, I don't separate it and there isn't a line. But I guess for straight people, I really do feel like they live in a cage. I mean, like it's a prison. Uh, Straightness is a prison because you've had these lines that you're like, yes. I can't cross it no matter what. Who I got close. Oh, no. I better, I better stay on this side of this line. Where yeah. It's like, you don't do that for like anything else. You might start dating a surgeon. If you've never dated a surgeon. You're like, guess I date surgeons now. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me personally, it's like I'm not when I define myself and I like whittle down my identity, I'm not trying to like cut away all of those other parts. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like more specific in how I describe myself. But that's yeah, for me. I don't mean like in terms of you saying you're lesbian. I think oh, no. more specifically when straight people say they went through a phase. Yes. Yeah. But that's what I mean is that like I want to explain that for like anyone listening that it's sure. like it, it's more of a thing of like trying to identify yourself more clearly mm-hmm. versus like renouncing anything that ever happened in your life. Like mm-hmm. I would never renounce any of the relationships that I had with men yeah and that's like because the reality is is that I I did and they were great some of them so it's just you know it the idea when we when straight people renounce relationships that they've had with same-sex partners Mm -hmm. that as like a phase it renounces bisexuality really yeah Um, and that's what's frustrating about it that's true and it's also mean to those people they had relationships with my like i really i have straight friends who are who have um and they identify straight who who have like hooked up with the same sex and then but they're so open about it like i think it's a um i think it comes down to like respect and the way they talk about it you can tell whether they're trying to like suppress something versus they've explored and they're like oh you know what i try this it's not for me so i'm straight but they're so open that i'm like okay yeah cool so you just know what you like yeah and it's not about being like no 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 i just kidding like yeah there's there's this like urgency to i don't know well because straightness needs to be upheld you know it's just like whiteness it's Mm. like it's something that is like a tiny little pearl that it's like if you can't have anything come in or then Uh it's not that anymore and i feel like that's why like white heterosexual people like that is like its own little culture Mm. that cannot be permeated that like if you deviate outside of it then it is like uh, a renouncing of the entire thing it it yeah. really is to do with like supremacy i feel <laughs> now yeah, that we're like really no, getting wow. into it <laughs> i mean i never thought about that way like the of straightness being like a pearl but like like it's arbitrary it's well like, that's why yeah. we don't see as many openly bisexual men i feel like because yeah. it has a lot to do with gender it has a lot to do mm-hmm. with patriarchy i love bisexual men i've talked about it before and i think it's like and i've dated a lot and i think that they just tend to be more open and not because they're bisexual but i think there's something more accepting if you're if in a society like you said, like not because it's like um, not super. What's the word? It's not not that it's better or worse, but it's because men put that you know stigma on each other. So if you're so open about it, like you're probably much cooler about certain things. Too. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. No, I love bisexual men. I feel like there needs to be more um, visibility about bisexual mm-hmm. men because again, it's like a thing where um, the reason why there is stigma around it is because like. Uh, masculinity is something to be upheld you know what I mean it's like it's something that uh we've had like a strong definition of for so Mm -hmm. long that like being bisexual um in like a traditional sense like negates that idea of masculinity so it's like um I think that it is really radical to be a bisexual man yeah and I also I have a lot of hope for the younger generation so we'll see what happens in like 10 years but I think Gen Z is like Growing up where uh, in my generation, I guess our generation, it was a lot of like you start as straight and then you have to discover if you 
even felt different. It took a lot of work to figure out what you were outside of that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, we have to come out. Yes, exactly. Whereas like, why don't straight people have to come out? Yeah. Like one of my friends told me this a long time ago. Um, they said, I always assume that other people, that everyone else is gay until mm. proven straight. And when I was coming out, I started to like, that thought actually like really <laughs> helped me. Yeah. Because then I felt like, because before, like, especially when you're first coming out, you kind of feel like you have to come out in every single scenario mm-hmm. so that people can even like have any idea of who you are because everyone just, there's presumed heterosexuality mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and if you're bi, too, especially because you yeah. can flirt with a man and then all of a sudden like, what if you're interested in that girl? You got to let her know. Like exactly. somehow, you exactly. know. Yeah. And also if you're in a relationship, you have mm-hmm. to consistently come out constantly. Yeah. I, I had that um, struggle when I first came out because I was in New York just or when I was questioning because I didn't know. I was like, how do I know which women in this room would be into me? But mm-hmm. then I was like, how do I know which men would be into me? N- none of them, maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I should just go for it and let them reject me. And then that helps because I used to be like, oh, that girl reads as straight. But then I'm like, so did I. Like at the yeah. time, I had a notion of what straight was, you know? Yeah. And then I just got over that and just started like talking to people I liked and then that made things way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, I did have one more question. Oh, I wanted to ask about your girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. about, like, had she had relationships before and has she been out for a long time? Or are you guys sort of in a similar place? No. So she's been out like since she was a teenager. Okay. Um, and, and has like only been in relationships with uh, like non-cis men. So mm-hmm. like women and non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like very different experiences in that way um which is actually so you're like the demi and she's the christiana yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i really hope that Christiana's like a gold star lesbian <laughs> yeah i mean it is uh it's funny um my girlfriend's actually four years younger than me and i feel like we're like well a she's like very mature and responsible mm-hmm. like I'm almost I'm turning 30 soon and I feel like she's like oh thank you I'm getting through your Saturn return thank you exactly I'm going through <laughs> it right now um but I feel like she's like even more like responsible than me mm-hmm. um but in a lot of ways I feel like because I'm like because I went through like so much emotional turmoil and had so many years that were just like me kind of trying to deal with my mental health mm-hmm. as like an emergency situation in a lot of ways, I feel like we're the same age. Hmm. Um, it's funny. Yeah, that's really nice. Like yeah. your spiritual age is the same. Oh, I definitely think yeah. so. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, I have a quick game. Oh, and yeah, actually, it's that. really um, apt for our conversation. Yeah. Um, because I did, like I said, I went through your Twitter and I did see that you liked reality shows. Oh my um, God, I'm obsessed yes. with reality I shows. I didn't know we would talk about it so much. So this is actually perfect. But this is, um, so you actually might uh, know a lot of these shows, but it's a would you rather with um, reality dating shows. Oh. So I've just taken actual reality dating shows um, from all around the world. So they're not um, all American. And then I'm going to just like do would you rather this or that. And they're all premises. Is okay. it be on it or like? No, just like you have like, okay, so I'll just give you the first one. Yes. Okay. So would you rather be chained to someone for four days or go on a first date completely naked? chained to someone for four days yeah that you're trying to oh <laughs> that, that you're like okay 
I like couldn't uh, being naked on a first date feels so terrifying to me. They would also be naked. But yes, I agree. That does sound terrifying. I like have big boobs and I need a bra. (laughs) That's just like a reality for me. Sorry. They're annoying. Um, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. That one's a real dating show called Dating Naked. (gasps) And the other one is called Chains of Love. And you're chained to someone for four days. No. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just like something that happens on Survivor. (laughs) Oh, no, no. These are all dating shows. (gasps) Oh my God, give me another one. Would you rather let your mom go on dates for you? So like on your behalf uh, or let strangers in America decide who you marry? So they pick and then you get engaged. Wow. (laughs) Um, I think I would rather let my mom decide, even though it would be so fucking weird. (laughs) My mom would just be hanging out with all these dykes being like, how are you? (laughs) So you are like whenever she <laughs> says gay? things like that are yeah <laughs> whenever she says anything that's like to do with queer she'll always be like like she'll talk about my sister's friends and she'll be uh-huh. like Sadie went out with her girlfriend and then she'll be like Tessa and her girlfriend <laughs> whatever <laughs> it's like that's so funny. I love her she's totally accepting but also yeah, yeah. there are those little tips that's a very you know? mom thing yeah it's a very mom thing and I think it's like something that's really hard to <laughs> unlearn you know that's really funny it's funny so yeah um, I would let my mom choose okay uh I think I would have to go with America for me really um, yeah. I just feel like uh my Having like so many people vote, I feel like there might be people who voted who didn't have my best interest in mm. mind. And as That's much as me and my mom, mom no, <laughs> as much as love me her, and my mom don't agree about things, I think that at the end of the day, she would probably have my best interest in mind. Mm, true. But I think it would be very hard for her to tell who I would actually vibe with. Right. So she's probably just like, how much do you like my daughter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My mom like... And what's your job? Right. <laughs> All the people I feel like my mom's liked that I've dated, I... We're like, it's like backwards in the order of how much I like them. She liked my first boyfriend, my college boyfriend, who was very much as a college boyfriend, but she was like, he was so tall when I <laughs> broke up with him. I'm like, that's why you liked him? Okay. Oh my God. My parents <laughs> loved my ex-husband and he, all my friends did not like my ex-husband, mm. but they were just like, cause they know you better. Yeah. And so they're like, he's not right. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the final one. Would you rather um, learn a choreographed dance and the first time you meet your date, you have to perform it with them? I've seen this one. I've seen that one. <laughs> or would you rather go on a date staring only at each other's genitals? <laughs> That's a real dating show. That's a real dating show? <laughs> yeah. It's similar to the naked one, but slightly different. So I had to include them both because this one, you're just seeing each other's genitals. Wait. So do you like go on a date and you have like whole conversations, but you're just staring at like a yeah, live feed video of the other person's No, junk? I think you're in person and it's covered up. So no. it's called naked attraction. The other one, you are like on an island naked. So you get to do activities. So I think these are slightly different. Yeah, one, you're naked, but like a full person and the other you can almost like love is blind but i can see your dick like wow uh, that's so crazy um definitely the dancing one i fucking love dancing actually yeah. that's on the list of things that my girlfriend and i have to like watch, to watch. together oh my god it, those clips i mean i love dancing too but i could not like stop laughing watching those clips and i think it's coming to america but it's a uk show it's called yeah. flirty dancing so look it, it is up. coming to america i look i've it's I've insane because it. it's just so ridiculous to like do a little dance and they're not all dancers so they're not all good and that's like your first introduction to some it's wild i mean it's definitely sorry it's definitely crazy um it's gonna be a hit if love is blind is a hit which oh my god i would definitely watch it the thing is is that i want to the thing that i feel like 
is missing from something like that for me is like my favorite thing about reality TV shows is when like people are forced to make decisions in these like insane ways. Like I can just look at your Mm -hmm. genitals and then I have to decide. (laughs) But my favorite thing about like Love is Blind, 90 Day Fiance, all these other things is that then they have to go out into the real world (laughs) and like confront what their idea of Uh that person was and who they actually are and (laughs) the differences. And like, that's what I like is people realizing they made a bad mistake. That's funny. Um, Well, thank you for playing. Um, Tell our listeners where to find you. Oh yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Tessa fucking Scara. Um, yeah and on twitter i'm just tessa scara because they wouldn't let me do tessa fucking scara damn twitter what nerds i know i don't use twitter a ton but i'm starting to use it more because i know that i should use it more so definitely follow me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) follow her in both places follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larisa t on twitter and instagram goodbye